Now, I, I don't know if this is too much of an ask test, but could you go back and get the part where Tim went ba da da ba ba da ba and, like, turn that into something, maybe auto-tune it a bit, and oh my God. see if we can... Yeah, test when you when you pull this up at 5 p.m. on Monday, could you, <laughs> could you be a auto- producer? Just <laughs> delete the whole whip thing. Up, whip up an auto-tune for us. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 my God, I'm going to be the new skibbity toilet. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Gaslin, and joining me as they always do are my heroes from Belmar, New Jersey, is Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, is Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. It's Tim Hansen. You call me fat? What a douchebag. What? <laughs> Saying I'm the size of an entire business? That's so fucking rude. Uh, that seems like maybe you you're maybe something you need to work out with him with a mental health professional. Tell me I have to work the, out so you still call me fat. Yeah, you gotta work it out. Yeah. Yeah, you need to hit the gym of emotional intelligence. That's that's what I meant. That's what I meant. You guys ready? We're doing a third episode in a row. Again, I didn't think this, this is legal, this, but apparently it is. This is groundbreaking. Weird. This is yeah. so weird to do three episodes at one. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine I don't know if I like it. doing this? We need for to do five this years? once. A- no way. No way. You know what we should do? We should do this every single week. <laughs> Every single week we get on and we do one hour and then we leave. And then we drive our families crazy because we have oh. to do it every single week. I mean, if it's only for an hour every week, I feel like that I can manage that. I also, let me tell you. Let, let me tell you. It's also just me and my wife. So <laughs> let me tell you. It's just me. You don't want to do a weekly podcast. You don't. It sucks. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. I'm not telling you what you can can't do. I'm telling you don't want to do it. Yeah. You hear that? Everybody who's listening, don't do it. Stop doing your weekly podcast. Yeah. Whatever you do. We want there to be less weekly podcasts so that we rise to the top. That's right. The creme. The cream of the crop. You can do a podcast that releases weekly. Just don't record a podcast weekly. That needs that you record two days before it comes out. I can't do anything regularly weekly. Like I just can't. It's impossible. <laughs> not pooping. Like, not pooping. <laughs> you no. pooping. The boss calls you angry, and you're like, "But I came to work last week." <laughs> <laughs> I'm working remote today. You can't work yeah. remote every day. And I was like, "Why well, I went bed. to work last Unconscious. week?" Yeah. You're not even at work today. How do you know I'm not there? Welcome to the award-winning Rosé Podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. And once again, the premise of our show is that we are four bros. In each episode, we bring a question to the table that we want to discuss with our bros. It could be about anything. It could be about current events. It could be about pop culture. It could be about would-you-rathers. Uh, it could be about deep questions that we're considering at the time. It could be about the life, the universe, or the anything. But whatever we discuss, we do so with a glass of wine. And a touch of mirth. And we want your questions as well out there. If you're listening to this show and you're like, I want to hear these jamokes, consider a question that I've got on my, on my, on my, the top of my mental. And guess what? We will. But you got to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. 
for us to be able to read that question on the air and answer it. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, we've got to discuss what we're drinking first. Sean O'Brien, let's start with you. What do you got on tap tonight? I'm drinking uh, Gregoire from Lyon, and it is a wonderful wine. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it these last two episodes. I'm going to enjoy it this whole one. Tastes fruity, tastes like good wine. I'll give it a soft day. A soft day. All right, I like it. All right. A tentative egg. Tim yeah. Hansen, what about you? I just had to make sure it still wasn't good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, here I'm we are. Shannon Ridge 2017 Petite Syrah. It is still not very good. And now I'm second guessing whether it would be good with the prime rib or not. I'll never know because I'm never buying it again. <laughs> Unfortunate. Unfortunate news for that Petite Syrah in general. Uh, Rich Sweeten, what are you drinking? I am drinking and polishing off a bottle of Indaba Chenin Blanc. 2022 um it's good i like it but um i don't think i'm ever going to drink a single bottle in one night i feel like it's more of like a single glass kind of wine it's not too sweet or anything but for me and my tastes i'd rather have had just like maybe a glass and just to chill but i poured three very heavy glasses so it's gone after this session let's drink let's drink goodbye alvita's in I am enjoying a glass of Alamos Malbec uh, from Mendoza, Argentina. Uh, 100 years of family winemaking is what they promote on the bottle. This has been pretty good. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Malbecs in comparison to like Pinot, uh, Pinot Noirs, which I think is my typical go-to for, for red wine, usually a Pinot Noir or, or a Cab, uh, cab Sav. Um, so I'm not sophisticated enough to be like, oh, here's how the Malbec differs in taste compared to the other two. But I like this one well enough. It's, it's a solid, it's a solid red wine. Uh, not a lot of sweetness to it, which is all I'm going for. Like a nice, nice dry and, and, and thick tasting, if not actually thick, uh, drink. So still sticking with my B plus rating on this one. It's a good wine. Good Malbec. Hmm. Nice. I'm a fan. I've had now. from another Pinot Noir, uh, drinker, I've had good, uh, good track record with other mailbacks so really okay it's good to know all right maybe that's the maybe that's the backup then maybe that's the slide up the rankings it's, it goes pinot noir malbec then cab sav then get hit by a car and then champagne uh something like that i mean you could also always just go for a uh a normal zinfandel those are also quite good i haven't had a normal zinfandel in a long time like not the uh, white might Zinfandel, I might I recommend the Zinfandel. Josh Zinfandel? <laughs> it's, really, it's quite good. It good? Or the reserve Zinfandel, which is even better. I got a bottle of Josh Rose sitting upstairs. Friend of the show, David Bennett, uh, got a bottle uh, for us as a Christmas gift. So uh, nice. So we got one. I got one sitting upstairs. I think the only Zinfandel I've had is Kendall Jackson because Kendall Jackson's sort of my default when I'm just like need a wine brand that isn't barefoot. Uh, 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 Kendall Jackson. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so all right now, rosequestions at gmail.com. If you want your question answered on the air out there in listener land, Tim, I really I've got to make it up for it to you. Like, I've stepped in it twice now. Uh, I realized only after asking that question that you actually hated the Ender's Game uh book to movie adaptation. What egg on my face twice, and not just the egg question, it's actually <laughs> twice I've had egg on my face. Um, would you permit me to to 
try and do something that that is of your interest. I'm pretty sure I said no last time and you did it anyway. So (laughs) I know, but I know, Tim, I know when you say no, you really mean like, oh, don't tease me. Uh, so that is Matt. dangerous rhetoric, Matt. <laughs> Matt, dangerous you, rhetoric when it comes say, to questions. Would you, Matt? Wrong? Would you say your brain is a little scrambled over these questions right now? I don't get it. Oh, you uh, cracked me up. Waka waka. All right, Tim. Here's the question. Hit me. I wouldn't do that to you. Come on, man. You're the one who's been like, oh, don't ask any dangerous questions. Then you're like, hit me, punch me harder. Uh, <laughs> Are you a coffee snob? And what's your favorite blend slash type slash way to prepare coffee? I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> Where'd he go? Tim just left because Tim left because he realized he left a pot on the burner and he wanted to get it. Nice 12 p.m. 12 a.m. coffee. All right. You you, you stickler for coffee? Particular blend? Particular type? Particular preparation, yeah, French press guy, yeah, drip guy, yeah, cold brew. The only guy. way I like coffee is either as ice cream, um, because it's very good, or um, like the French vanilla cappuccino powder out of the Wawa machine because it's essentially just sugar and dairy creamer masquerading as something resembling a coffee product, in which it is not. Um, so no fuck coffee i hate coffee it's gross <laughs> i was lucky for a while like i i was team like coffee flavored everything but not actual coffee up until i was about 25 i want to say uh it, it, like it was like coffee ice cream great coffee yogurt also great loved it um that's a thing fl- oh yeah it's good dude trust me well, if, you like, if you like coffee uh, do you like yogurt at all yes you're going to like coffee yogurt. If you like coffee ice cream and you like yogurt, you're going to like coffee yogurt. I don't, I um, have to, that's weird. It's it's good. Trust me, it's good. Uh, but in the time, in the interim since then, I started drinking coffee in my mid-20s and uh, grown to like it a little bit more. But I'm not picky about type of coffee. Like usually we just get like the, you know, Wegmans brand and dump a whole fistful of it into the, the coffee maker when I make it in the morning. Um, I have a French press, a uh, friend of the show, Sean O'Brien and his wife, Mary got his French press, uh, before. So I, I do have a French press for times when I'm like, I want something really fancy. That's the way I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the only time I've really had like a strong preference and I know this isn't like artisanal, but like the Cuban roast from Wawa is really good. Uh, <laughs> So that's my one. Like I, 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 I'm not picky otherwise. Like usually, I just go to Starbucks and I'm like black coffee, or if I go to Dunkin', it's like black coffee. But most of the time, I'm just making my coffee at home, and I just make black coffee, and that's the way I do it. And I make it out of the drip because I do that every morning. And yeah, if I'm feeling fancy, maybe I'll do a French press or steep it in cold brew. But I'm not, I'm not particularly uh, picky about where my beans come. I'm not like, oh, I need to have 100% Colombian. Or or what what have you? It's just like coffee. Darker roast is better for me, but if I don't have access to it, I don't have access to it. What what about a uh, Death Wish coffee? That shit's good too. Uh, the the Death, Death Wish coffee is good too. That's the thing is that like coffee is one of those things that I like, but I will not buy myself a quality item like that. Mm-hmm. Like I know you've gotten the Death Wish coffee for us and uh, mm-hmm. we've gotten the Death and the Wish Death coffee. Wish coffee vodka which was probably the worst thing ever. 
that was that was pretty rough. Uh, tough times in the Casnell household. The presence of the Jeff Wish coffee, vodka, <laughs> but uh, but the coffee itself is quite good. Uh, Coheed and Cambria makes their own like coffee roasters now that I've had, and that's pretty good. But that's one of those things where I'm like, if I get it as a gift, it's like cool. I've got nice coffee, and it's a nice change of pace. But I I I simply won't buy it for myself. Uh, I won't go out of my way to get the the death wish coffee or the the fancy coffees or what have you i'll just pick up the giganto drum put it in the kitchen it's like good i've got my coffee for the month i've got my drum of coffee and we'll be good until the end of the month so Mm -hmm. nice that's that but what i will say is that if i want a fancy coffee if i want to treat myself i'm getting a cold coffee and i am getting the stuff with the sugar in it like normally i just drink my coffee black but if i'm like i want coffee as like a treat I'm going all in. Like I'm getting the cold coffee with the whipped cream and the little the drizzle and all that. Like I'm going all if I'm going as 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 the old saying goes, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly when it comes to the coffee. Like just just go all in if you're gonna do it. I I will drink those Starbucks Frappuccino things because that is mostly just milk and sugar. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So if I can't get you? a monster, I'll pick up one of those. That's not a bad idea. All that high, get all that sugar in you. Get, get real wired. <laughs> Hummingbird action. Uh, Sean, Rich, what about you guys? Coffee preferences, preparations. Hmm. Um, when it comes to like type of bean, like it doesn't really matter, with the exception of nothing mass produced. Like I don't want Starbucks coffee. I don't want like Folgers or anything like that. If you're gonna get me coffee, or if I'm gonna go get coffee, I would much rather go to like a smaller locally owned roasters or business um, prefer. Like I love ocean city coffee, but it's so far away that I don't get it often enough. So like if I am going to get coffee, I'm going to go down the street to Collingswood. They have uh, revolution coffee. It's, I, it's great. And as long as it's like a medium roast, um, I'm happy. Uh, but I'll like, if, if they have like fancy kind of like, Ocean City Coffee has like French toast coffee beans and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? Give me give me some of those fancy, weird, sweet type roast beans. Um, preparation, uh, just because my tummy can only handle one kind of preparation right now, is cold brew. Cold brew with mm. almond milk. Mm. That's, that's what my tummy likes, and that's what I like. It's tasty, it's smooth, it's not as acidic, and I like it. More caffeine for your buck, too. Exactly. Hmm. So, if I'm putting stuff in it, like cream and sugar, I do not care. I will drink anything. That's fine. But if I'm drinking just like coffee, maybe some oat milk or something, I, I'm kind of a snob about it. Like I don't. I'm not gonna like drink black diner coffee. And like, mm. and we started getting uh, whole bean, whole bean coffee, and grinding it ourselves because it's just objectively better. Like it, and mm. it it takes not that much. Like it's it, the the amount of extra effort that we're putting in is definitely worth the okay. product, even if it even if it's like Dunkin' Donuts whole bean coffee. Like it's still objectively better than getting Folgers just ground coffee and and Folgers is fine but uh 
Um, but I, I'm a little bit, I will say I'm a little bit snobbish if it's just the coffee itself. But if it, if I'm putting mm. anything in it, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. And I like a, like, a nice I, medium roast. Like mm, La okay. Colombe. That one's a pretty Colombe. solid one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I, I, I do agree with you, Sean. Like most coffees in general, like I'll drink, but like I, the when it comes to like the roaster or the type, it's like I'm more so I'm just going for the support local business more so than anything else. Yeah. Except for Starbucks. Fuck Starbucks. I hate Starbucks coffee. I don't think it's good. Besides a PSL, uh, it's the only thing I'll get at Starbucks is a PSL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Starbucks coffee is like super acidic. I think. So mm-hmm. I'll get it in like or white chocolate mocha. I'm into those, but yeah, I don't. I don't go. I think to Starbucks I get Starbucks coffee when I have a gift card. Is basically it. Like I get a gift card for Starbucks. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, sure. I'll take your free coffee. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept this. <laughs> I'll take I will. A muffin and guess what? A coffee and a muffin and the ten dollars is gone. And so <laughs> now I don't have to go back for another six months. If if I'm going to a Starbucks, I'm probably I I don't really know. I've never really been to a Starbucks. I'd rather just grab something out of there, drink cooler that's like a soda or something, than get an actual coffee at Starbucks. I just don't like Starbucks coffee. Mm. Mm. That's that's a valid opinion. I don't know. Coffee is a weird thing. Yeah, okay. coffee's gross. But, but I also do agree with Tim. Coffee flavored ice cream is fantastic. I love well, that's, it. I, I also think coffee is gross, which is why I'm a snob about it. Because good coffee is not gross, but bad mm, coffee okay. is very gross. That's fair. Mm. That makes sense. Is I don't know if I've if I've ever asked this, Tim, and I'm just curious: is it mm. the flavor of coffee that you don't like, or is it like because I have what a buddy flavor? who does... it tastes like dirt? <laughs> it tastes like boring. nothing. I I know someone. I I know <laughs> someone who boring. who. Uh, he Jack doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't like coffee because he says it's chalky. He says it's too chalky. Which I'm like, well, then you're just getting what? bad brewed coffee. Chalky? It's the chalky. Are you like, drinking, like, bro? Are you just yeah. putting a too much powdered cream dairy creamer and not mixing it, so you just have a bunch I, of powder in your mouth? I don't know when the last time he actually had a coffee. He might your have boy just is, had like instant your boy blend is dumb. coffee. I don't know, but he has always said like, I don't like it because it's chalky. It tastes too chalky, and I'm like. I've never had a chalk flavor to my coffee ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm assuming it's more of a texture rather than a flavor, but like still, that oh, yeah. just sounds like poor preparation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even from someone who hates coffee, it's like, there's something wrong with what you just said. <laughs> there's yeah, a yeah. problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just don't like coffee. Uh-huh. It's gross. Just curious. Just Dis- generally curious. Disgusting. Not going to say right, you're wrong, disgusting. but I think you're wrong. That's fine. I and it's 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 right up there with like me not liking eggs. I wish I liked these things. It would yeah. be so much cheaper and my life would be so much fucking easier if I liked these things. I just don't. But then we wouldn't have had these point- premium bits. So <clears throat> the turning point for me with coffee, there are two. One was um there's one time I went to a Bruce Springsteen concert in Harrisburg and I didn't t- I didn't take off work the next day. And I got home at like three in the morning. I had to get up at six thirty to go to work the next day. Yikes. And so I was like, I at that point I almost drank I drank no coffee. So I'm like, you know what? To get me through this day, I'm gonna have a cup of coffee. And the whole day it was like it was it was better than 
being than any sort of drunkenness I've ever been. It was like, oh my god, I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> like the whole <laughs> day is incredible. I felt great. Uh, and then when I went to grad school, it was like, all right, I'm up till two, three in the morning working on stuff, and then I gotta go to work. All right, I'm gonna power through it with some coffee. So, uh, and then and then just continued from there. Uh, and also, my wife drinks coffee all the time, and so when she would come over, she would want a cup of coffee in the morning, and I would just be like, well, this is dumb. I'm making a single cup of coffee. I should get in on this. <laughs> get in on this Matt. come on man yeah i gotta get in on this action mm. all right who is next who's got a question tim how'd i you do know, by the way is it you feel you feel like you you don't feel like you missed out as much now that we we did the tim hansen like almost like the tim hansen spike the football episode now i've sort of like worked you back in try to make things a little yeah, bit now more I'm good. Uh, accommodating for you mm-hmm. yeah no i'm all right i've got more do you want me to do more no Okay. Please don't. I'm listening listen to you this time so I don't get judged. Uh, oh, I'm always right. judging you just yeah. at at your benefit. Like it's always great. I um Thanks. I have another question from right. Question Compiler Mary. Mob. This one will be ideally less contentious. Uh, <laughs> ideally. <laughs> what is the best salad green? Salad I contend green? there's no such thing as a salad green. No, um, <laughs> I, I only eat purple salads. What is this whole shit? Just cabbage. If it's um, not red cabbage, I don't want salads, it. Are, salads are just vegetable soups. Uh, uh, the uh, I, I was looking. So my answer is spinach because I think it is because I, I heard one time that it is more new. And I and I now know this to be true. That it's more nutritious than lettuce. And it basically it serves the same function, more or less. Is like it, it's a little bit. Is my le- as well. It's a little bit less crisp, I think, than lettuce. But it is. But it's essentially the same, and I'm getting more nutrients. So I always pick spinach. Mary's is arugula, and arugula allegedly, Pardon? according to this website, I've uh, just looked up arugula way down on the list in terms of uh, nutritional value. <laughs> It basically just makes your uh, salad taste peppery, and that's about it. So, you know, Mary O'Brien, great, you know, very kind person, very intelligent. I know another way you could make your salad taste peppery. <laughs> How, Matt? I just hear me out on this one. <laughs> uh. I've never, I don't, I'm sure I've had arugula on salad before, but I don't think I've willingly been like, I'm going to make arugula the basis of my salad. My answer is spinach as well. If I'm going purely on taste, I think the answer is romaine. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would also go with spinach for the same reason as you, which is it's a marginal difference in taste. I like the taste of spinach and it's a marginal flavor profile difference to me for the nutritional benefit of spinach. So give it mm-hmm. to me. A little heartier, you have extra fibrous, fibrous uh, content. Mm. I'm so my opinion on salad, especially salad green, is or at least with the question of the best salad green. Like I love having a salad that has spinach or arugula in it, but to me, those aren't the base of the salad, and I don't want a salad with. As a base, the only green to be spinach or arugula. To me, I can have a salad with just romaine lettuce and whatever other toppings on top of it and be happy 
but with a a salad with just spinach or just arugula, I would not be happy. I don't, I wouldn't like it. I want those on there as toppings. So for me, the best salad green would be romaine because it's the only one that you can base a salad off of and it'd be, to me, a tasty good salad. Um, As previously discussed in like three or four years ago, Mm. I view salad as simply a vessel with which to put dressing into my stomach. <laughs> um, that that is all that it exists for. Um, to that extent, um, I don't care. I would probably <laughs> I would probably say romaine. Um, with like uh yeah, if I'm if I had to pick one, I would say romaine because mm. like just spinach, it just feels like a floppy mess. Like the, it, the Sean mentioned, it's like not as crisp, and it, like that texture difference is just weird in, to me. Like it, if it is among other things, mm-hmm. cool, like that's fine. But like I can't just have spinach. Yeah. But also, usually there's like other things in it. Like you can have arugula in it that gives it a little bit of snap. You can have it carrots, cabbage, onions. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, a little spinach kale blend. Huh? Work a little kale into this. Get a spinach uh, kale, kale can blend. get fucked, honestly. Like, I don't Wait, enjoy a, it. You and my wife both, but just strong opinions about kale. <laughs> <laughs> I like kale. Yeah. Kale's good. I like kale, man. Well, you're wrong, so that's fine. My kid likes kale. Like, it, it, Listen, she doesn't a... know better yet. <laughs> it's not true that she fault. doesn't, but yeah. Kid loves kale. I, I'm I'm counting the days until she figures out that like a, a kale is not that she could get away with murder by just begging to eat like Daniel Tiger snacks all day. Instead, she's like mm, kale. Uh, Enjoy it while you can. I'm I'm trying, man. It's good. Uh, it's gonna come a day where it's only nuggies and mac and cheese. She threw a so we got yogurt for her, and it's like the kind that's like low sugar and all that. But then she saw yogurt that had uh, Anna and Elsa in it. And she's like, Elsa, Elsa. I'm like, no, we, Elsa's more fun to play with than to eat. She turned around in the cart, took the yogurt that I had put in there out, put it on the <laughs> shelf, and was like, no, no. <laughs> Get like, him. This, this is out time of control. To, Add a girl. Time to yeah. not take her food shopping anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lose so much time if I don't. So I just said, look, we're getting the yogurt. I'll let you get a different snack. <laughs> you're good. I'm not getting you the Disney brand, like, 13 grams of added sugar yogurt. You're not even two. Sorry, kiddo. But All right. So, so we got two votes for romaine and two votes for spinach. Any other thoughts on salad, no. lettuce, yeah, no. greenery? Based? It is still merely a vessel to get dressing into my body. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can hear that. I hear that. Sean, do you have an, a question that's not uh, from... Question compiler Mary O'Brien. Um I do. Let me find it. Mm-hmm. Um bloop. so oh I this is a question just kind of like an am I weird or is this just how everyone operates? Um do you guys, <laughs> yeah. Uh do you guys um when you start speaking do you know what you're going to say? Or you just kind of start going? 
sometimes. Because Ma- Mary has brought up to me a lot that I will start a sentence and then pause for an inordinate amount of time. And the reason for that is because a lot of times I will start talking without knowing where I'm going. And that that 100% happens on this podcast a lot. Where, like, I will start talking and not even know what my point is. And I'll just be like, and I'll get to, I'll get to it and I'll be very proud of myself. But, like, I don't have, like, I just want to know what everyone's experience with like talking is yeah well i guess but more like how <laughs> do you organize your thoughts before you start trying to verbalize them or do you just kind of go and hope for the best because that's how i'm kind of handling it i'm just kind of like i i'm fairly confident at this point that i have enough words in my vocabulary that i'll be able to describe whatever i'm, I'm thinking but i'm just gonna go for it you know and if i don't get there that's fine too I just have no, so, uh, no, uh, I don't even know what else. See, I lost it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think so, it's situ- Oh, go ahead, Rich. Um, I was just going to say, if you ever have me cutting you off, it's because at that point in time, I thought about it right there and I know what I want to say and I want to say it before I lose it. But uh, then if I start rambling, it's because after I've done what I'm saying, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, and so I'm going to keep saying it until somebody stops me. <laughs> and so, like, I will, that's I will cut you off whenever you want, Rich. That's how I am. I'm just like, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going because I don't like silence, and silence makes me anxious. So until somebody cuts me off, I'm going. And going, and my brain catches up to what I wanted to, or my mouth catches up to what I wanted to say, and then it's just word vomit. Mm. I had trouble landing the plane. I've been there. Uh, you, you got your points out, and then you just start like, "All right, where's the offload point? Where's where's my landing <laughs> strip?" Uh, I have trouble figuring it out. I I plan like eighty percent of the time. I would say. I plan what I'm about to say. Uh, I mean, on this show, like I'm, I'm thinking, like I'm, I'm hearing what you guys say, and like, okay, here's a couple of points I want to make, and I sort of put it in order. If I'm, you know, doing a presentation at work, I'll either practice it, or if I'm gonna have oh, a yeah. phone call, I'll like, I'll sort through. Okay, here are the couple of points I want to hit. The problem will be if I go through a couple of iterations of it in my head, and then I like, okay, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I don't want to make that point anymore. Uh, forget it. But then when I'm in the middle of the conversation, I'll accidentally make that point again. I'll be like, mm-hmm. wait, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't want to make that plan. I got to bring it back around. I got to get back on track. <laughs> or or if I think of another point, especially this happens, especially on this show, like if I think of another point, like a, either a counter argument or an additional like supplementary point to what I'm saying, I'll think about it and be like, all right, now I got to figure out a way. All right, I'm on the main road. But guess what? The, the the world's largest chocolate moose is sitting here right <laughs> off the side of the highway. I got to figure out a way to get to the moose and still make it back onto the highway in time to finish this point. And that's the that's the tricky part. Is like I'm like I'm 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 decent enough at ad libbing, but it's still like all right. I gotta I gotta sort of make this work. Like I, I finagle my way back onto the highway to continue that metaphor. So okay. I I do I do a decent amount of planning. Um, and then it, it, I do enough planning to where when I do need to freelance a little bit, like I've, I've, I'm decent enough at it where I can get back on track. I will, I will put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously context dependent. It's environment dependent and all that. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say mine is situational, but leaning probably to a similar percentage as Matt. Um, uh, <clears throat> primarily coming from a, like, <laughs> that that constant fear that I was essentially raised with that everyone is judging me for something, so I'm trying to make it so there is nothing with which to be judged negatively for being unprepared or taking all points into consideration before coming up with a or attempting to keep multiple points into consideration so that I can preempt an argument sometimes. Um, but like, if it's a comfortable enough situation, like here, because we're asking questions, like we're asking specific questions and it's like, all right, well, what do I actually think about this? Like, yeah, I'm going to think about, what my answer is for the most part but it, it will sometimes turn into like i have a general idea of where this is going mm-hmm. yeah i might be able to land the plane but <laughs> I've, de- I've definitely run into I, i've said it on the show i'll be talking to be like and i don't know where that was going i have i have lost the tracks i am so sorry yeah. uh, so i'm done i guess i definitely multiple times on the show have have started to make a point and then halfway through making the point, realize I don't agree with that point because I'm like, because I've, as I've been talking, have considered other, like considered mm. the broader context. And I'm like, yeah. oh wait, I, I now realize that I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with what I'm saying. I think I, w- <laughs> I also was thinking about the question and I was like, I think this is a, this is going to end up being putting a spotlight on the way that our different anxieties manifest Mm -hmm. because i think i am not very good at i don't i don't i don't have i have a lot of anxieties but the way that people perceive me is not one of them because i have in spite of myself i have a very high self-opinion so i'm like and so i like i give myself the grace to be wrong about stuff all the time you know, like I, I think, I think I'm, I'm willing to like to just kind of jump into it because I know even if I end up being like, oh, this is a dumb thing, I can just be like, oh, that was a dumb thing, and then move on to the next thing because I don't ca- like, I genuinely don't have, I'm, I'm not good at gauging <laughs> whether other people <laughs> think I'm dumb or not. So, so I'm just like, so I never mm-hmm. worry about it. I'm just like, that's just not a thing I'm gonna bring into my consideration. Like, I didn't think about it until you brought it up, and, like, I think the reason I am the way I act is because most of my life I've never been given the time of day, so then when I am given the time of day and the time to actually express my feelings and talk about things, I'm just like, people are listening to me, let me keep talking and let me keep going, and oh my god, I'm done what I'm saying, but people are still listening, so let me keep going with something else that has nothing to do with anything. This got real, like, like sadistic for no, a second like, there. <laughs> or, like, evil. It, it, Suddenly he was a gremlin. Just, just, just <laughs> And Little Big Planet on PS3 was actually criminally underrated. It's like, Rich, we were talking about the Q4 results. It's like, no! <laughs> Sackboy! <laughs> Sony's Q4 results were great as a result! Exactly. Monster Hunter World, it'll say. It'll <laughs> happen somewhere in there. Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> Look, I don't say I don't talk about it that much. I've but only been playing it, it for a hundred hours. You talked but about it a week ago. What's the last? What's, what's time funny? We talked. 
I didn't bring it up this time. Yeah, I did. Well, what what's You're funny welcome. is what what most people would consider the higher anxiety type situations of like, oh, talking to the president of a company and like a federal regulator and things like that. Those I have zero problem <laughs> with. Like those are my <laughs> easiest things to deal with. And then it's just like, oh, well, it's just like couple people hanging out it's like i'm gonna say something dumb please don't say something dumb did i forget something have i ignored someone what the fuck did i do why does everyone hate me no one hates me yes they do all of the time but like literally i had a call with the president of a company who i didn't know was supposed to be on that call on tuesday and essentially um i professionally told him he was a liar um i didn't know uh I essentially told him, I was like, well, here are all the things that are factually uh, not lining up with what you're telling us, uh, but here's our contract, here are other things, and you're saying that these aren't available, but like here, we're telling you they're available, so like, try again? Hmm. (laughs) And my boss was just sitting there, because he also didn't know that the president was supposed to be on there, so he was only half paying attention. And then once he realized who was on the call, I just get a message. He's like, what did you just do? <laughs> I was like, well, what, did I fuck up? He's like, no, I just, you're still a temp, and I didn't think you'd have the balls. <laughs> I, I was like, well, th- he's wrong. <laughs> he doesn't know I, I'm a temp, so who cares? <laughs> I get that, though, because I... When it comes to talking to, like, leadership and upper management in my company, I don't care if they like me as long as I'm getting my job done. But I do care if I upset and offend any of my friends, and specifically more so my friends, because they have a choice of whether or not they want to still be my friends. So, like, I get more anxious when it comes to talking to my friends and talking to people that are outside of, like, my family or my coworkers, whereas my coworkers, I don't care if they hate me because... I'm just here to do my job and walk away. That's it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That doesn't, I mean, it doesn't help me in terms, <laughs> but it does, it does show me, I, I, it does give me a nice insight into uh, how other people are tackling just conversing, which is good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. Just, it just. Yeah. I. I figured it would be a spectrum, as most things are, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you're just sometimes yes, sometimes no. I think I'm. I'm more. I. I think I more often am not thinking when I start talking, but obviously I. I do. think I do what you do, but I do it at the beginning, like when you start talking, then you take like ten seconds in the middle to like okay, reposition your thoughts or whatever. That's me. Like if you see me talking, like the thing about blank, and I'll be like. And I'll take like five seconds, but like, all right, where is this going to go? That I, I basically just move that to the top of the convo as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, five, six seconds in. Yeah. Same, Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of reorganizing the chart, putting the schedule in different spots. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Rich, Tim, you got a question you want to discuss? Hmm. That was I, I was hoping I was I was hoping Tim would have had something while I finished texting. Why the Why the fuck would you think I had one ready? Uh, I had two before the episode. I haven't had, had two. 
I haven't had a full three questions ready for an episode in like years. Like that's just Vietnam. You could have come back with one. Since we have switched to us doing this, I have never had three questions, maybe once or twice, three questions fully ready. What is wrong with you? Tim's third question is always like, what letter is C? (laughs) Can you believe? Yeah. (laughs) I believe. Can, so. Do you know all of the words to the first four magical Trevors? Oh. And go. No. No. Do you know what animals are in each of the magical Trevors? No. In order. Still no. <laughs> you could have given it to me out of order. If you asked me to name four animals at this point, I might be like, sheep, bigger sheep. It's cow, pigeon, cow. Uh, chinchillas. And then Space pigs. Cow. I don't yeah. remember five. Five, I feel like it's like chipmunks or something like that. Uh-oh. Rich, conjure up that question yet? <laughs> I, I mean, I have the question I was going to ask this session, not asking now, because it's probably going to be a very long, potentially going to be a long subject. Listen, I... Is it the question that you didn't want to ask in the one shot because we weren't all there and now you still yeah. haven't asked it now that we're all yeah. here? You because 100% should. What if, it's a, what if it happens Do it to be just a question now. that we all answered five minutes and then... Ask the I question. Mean, fine. fine. Okay. Ask it, all right. You guys asked for this. Down the road. <laughs> you guys asked for this. Why do you think, and more specifically, cis men have such a hard time with rejection when it comes to dating and relationships? Because we have an inflated sense of self-worth. Yeah, I uh, agreed. I think it is. So I think that uh, cis men have just been the default for so long that it's really hard. And I, I think the bar was so low. Like it was on the fucking ground that like when it when it raised it was like oh i have to do stuff now it's the same reason like mm-hmm. I, it's similar to how owning a home now is is kind of this not it's not unattainable but it's so much more difficult than it was for our parents and that's and that breeds resentment so I think it's the same thing. It's just like it was so easy for men in the in the past to find women because like without a man, a woman wouldn't be able to exist. Mm-hmm. And so like now you have to actually bring something to the table. And it's like, well, that's not fair. My my grandpa didn't, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, it, and yeah. it's also kind of like still tied to like your manliness is like, oh, I could pick up ladies. It's like, no, you can't. <laughs> so like even though that's a relatively like shallow thing it's like i shouldn't be judged based on my ability to pick up women or or have a relationship that shouldn't be the sole sense of my worth it still kind of is like for a lot of people that is still the perspective and it's hard like if that is a the major thing that you are failing with it's like i want to have I want to have kids. I want to have a family, and you can't even get a girl to go on a date with you. Yeah, I would hate myself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. yeah, the place is so worth. I think it, it, it speaks to what Sean said, which is the the low expectations. I think there's certainly a, a thing where it's like, well, if you just check all the boxes, it's like, well, not only do I treat people with generally self respect, but sometimes I even hold doors for them too. 
and I've then got you get the good jo- and I've got then you get the good guy fallacy. Yeah, the, so that, yeah. I think that's that's part of it. It's like I I and I have a I treat people with the baseline minimum level of respect. Where is my partner? I, you know uh, the entitlement that, that's of it all. Yeah, you know when I so when I came up with this question, it was because like I on dating apps and whatnot, as I alluded to last session and whatnot, like I would talk to people and they'd be like, yeah, guys get so mad at you if you're just like, yeah, I'm not interested and they'll call you a bitch and whatever and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I, it always, I was always like, I don't understand why people act that way. And my brain went to, well, at least in a lot of media and like parents will be like, Oh, they don't know what they're missing. You're, you're, whoever's dumping you or not accepting you doesn't know what they're missing and you're too good. So, like, it gives, tends to give men this higher sense of self worth, like you guys are saying, to where it's like, oh, yeah, my parents think I'm a catch, so I'm the best. But it's like, it's not about whether or not you're a catch, it's just whether or not this person likes you and it has nothing to do negatively about you, but, and how you are is just, you're not what they're interested in, and that's fine. And so, like, I never really thought about the whole idea of, like, oh, yeah, cis men had it easy to find dates up until, like, maybe the early 2000s, because it was, like, men are nothing kind of thing. I never even thought about that. That was never something that came across my mind. Well, yeah, and then, and that could be, I mean, maybe that's more personal to men. Maybe men are more likely to take the the soothing words of a parent or a friend or what have you intended to soothe in a, in a time of crisis and internalize it and make that their worldview. Like I am a catch as opposed to being like, I feel like a catch in the moment and then realizing later, okay, my buddy or my mom or my dad was trying to make me feel better in the moment. And I can still look critically at the reason that I got rejected or the reason, reason this relationship didn't work out and say, okay, here are the things that I could control here, are the things that I couldn't. And also here are the things that, you know, just prove that we were incompatible and then yeah. the relationship. So it, it's, it's, it's when you take the, the comfort and internalize it. And, and to your point, perhaps, you know, straight men are more likely to do this than, uh, other people across the the gender or, or what have you spec or orientation spectrum, but you know I, th- I think the intelligent person will look at this and be comforted in the moment, and then you know return to working on themselves and becoming the best version of themselves and loving themselves before somebody else can love them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, look, I, I I fully admit high school and whatnot. I never I didn't take rejection well. I I I don't think a lot of people did in high school, but like that sucks. Get rejected. Time, it does. It absolutely sucks. And and in high school, that's more of a like a, a popularity kind of thing. You're getting rejected. People are going to know. It's going to be rumors around the high school and whatnot. And it messes with... It's an ego kind of thing. But outside of high school and in normal everyday life, to me, it's like there's no real reason to take rejection negatively because it's like, all right, well, this person didn't like me. That's fine. Walk away and find, hopefully find the next person. Like... I've never understood why people get, like, why if you go up to a girl and you talk to her and she's like, yeah, I'm not interested, you turn around and call her a bitch and a whore because she doesn't like you. It's like, no, she doesn't like you, walk away, and that's fine. So that's, that's I, always why I, like, I, do, I just don't get it. I don't I, get it. I, I, think, don't. I think if your value, your, your, your self-worth is so tied up in these, like, 
not to be like so woke about it, but if your self-worth is so tied up in these heteronormative goals where it's like, I need to have a wife who does all these quote-unquote feminine things for me, like does the dishes, like it's getting reject like getting rejected for doing the bare minimum is is i don't know it's real hard i guess i think it's it's people who don't love themselves like matt was saying like you have to love yourself before you can let other people Mm. into the whole equation and i don't think i don't think these people do i think it's like i am only worth i'm only worth something so in so far as I have X amount of conquests or I have a relationship or I have a wife. So I don't know. I think, I think it says something about you and your, like, I, I don't think any of us have a problem with being hyper ego driven or like having a a super inflated ego. But I do think that we like ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. in, like I, I think we're all <clears throat> to an extent able to spend time with ourselves and be okay, which is like the first step to being marketable to people and being able to take rejection in stride and be like, okay, well, you don't, you're, I'm not for you, but I am for me and I'll find somebody else and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need every woman to be all up on me, which, because I'm And not, I would also say that when you're younger, I think it impacts you more when you're younger, A, because you're younger and you're, you have less perspective and everything is cataclysmic, which is how, you know, you, you wind up like, you know, it becomes an earth shattering moment, but also B, uh, the examples that you say where it's like, oh, you understand why people get rejected at bar and they don't, yeah, they don't deal with rejection well in that sense. When you're younger, you're usually pining over somebody for a while and you've invested time and emotional capital into thinking about this person before you ask them out because there's somebody you knew at school or at your job or at camp or whatever. Whereas when you're an adult, it's much more you know common for you to go out with some friends, find a, a girl or a guy that you want to that you want to hook up with and, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You've only invested a minute. You saw them at the bar. They looked interesting. You went over and talked to them. It didn't work out. You leave. Uh, a lot less of an investment of time and capital and emotion well, uh, when you're older. Uh, and also, you just have more perspective at that point. Time yeah. also matters less when you're older. Because when you're young, if you're like, I've been pining after this person for three months, that's like, in terms of the ratio of your life. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's a, a long huge time. chunk. Yeah. And that's like, like 40% now, of your life right there. <laughs> If you're yeah. bad at math, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wasted my whole freshman year thinking about you. It's your fault. Uh, <sighs> uh. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think we have failed men. Mm-hmm. Is, is the long yeah. and short of it, and that's mm-hmm. why that's why men are s- the way they are. <laughs> we've failed. Mm-hmm. Them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with the with the way we've the with with the way men. Prior to recent generations, I think the way Jake's being raised and generations post Jake are being raised are, are is, is a lot better than the way that even our generation was raised to a point where it's like, yes, I agree. Men and the way they've been brought up to hide their feelings and, and things like that are just it's, we failed them. And so I, I it's it is it is in part upbringing and in part just 
high self-worth, which is also kind of maybe upbringing. Mm-hmm. Upbringing, yeah. the environment you're raised in, regardless of your parents, i.e. school, the media that you consume and are constantly barraged with, yada, 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 all that jazz. Mm-hmm. All that plays into it. And how if you... Discussing said media and like, like, hey, bud, this isn't real life. Like, this is a over hyper actualization of or exaggeration. That's the word I fucking wanted. Uh, <laughs> a gross exaggeration of a thing. This is not a reasonable expectation to have. Whereas, if you let your iPad raise your child or the internet raise your child they're gonna be a fucking monster or or tv like i was raised um Hmm. yeah or that um so yeah like i've I've definitely had a few old man moments of like fucking child it's like i'm i'm 19 it's like you're a fucking child you don't know how to tie a tie you don't you're just acting like a self-entitled little shithead you were like this when you were 19 it's like i mean kind of but also no also well, additionally like so additionally. and then it's like was i i don't remember i don't know i don't remember yeah. being that much of an asshole but i might have been well furthermore at 19 you probably had somebody your age who was going yo learn how to tie a tie like that's your role of life it's like oh, that's that's why um i can get way off the reservation on this like when people say mm-hmm. uh like it doesn't matter like what political opinions college kids have because like they're just kids and like it's not as important as like well okay yes they are just kids and it's also our they're job gonna be adults. our voters they're, a they're gonna be our voters and b is not just be like well let's let them be kids and have this opinion or have this um you know th- this way of thinking about the way they should be living their life or like i'm just a kid so that's why i don't know how to tie a tie it's like all right well it's also then our role as the older person in this scenario to be like all right here's how you learn how to tie a tie here's how you don't have this political opinion here's how <laughs> you don't have this way of viewing things like okay well yeah you're just a kid here's how you don't be a kid anymore because soon you're not going to be one mm-hmm. i'm just a kid <laughs> yeah anyway uh good stuff good stuff uh tim hansen yeah, question. Yeah, Bring us home. Bring me home. Um, Not about that web series we were talking about a while ago. The the thing. What web the, series? The, the, I don't know the thing you were talking oh, about. Oh, behind the bastards. No, no, the the. I don't know the four level. The, I don't even remember. Magical what it was. Trevor. It was like a song. Magical Trevor. Magical Trevor. I was about to say like Nathaniel <laughs> something or other. Yeah. <laughs> Nathaniel <laughs> something. Nasty Nathaniel and Magical Trevor. I, Nathaniel Rayleigh. That, that thing. That Son didn't count as Ah, really. the Night Sweats. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Is that what the rest of it was? What? Oh, no. I did think of this question earlier before we watched this. Is there a particular trope in media, whether recent or slightly older media, that you just can't stand whenever it's used whether it's in a show or in a movie it's just like a clear trope that like has happened in most of them at some point that it's just like can we not like mom's this is bad just... at cooking okay mom's bad at cooking it makes yeah. me so fucking mad anytime i see a show where it's like oh yeah mom's a really bad cook i'm like okay then dad cook 
Like, <laughs> just stop. Just stop now. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was Home Improvement did it. Uh, Modern Family does it. A lot of, like, 80s, 90s sitcoms will do Mom's Bad at Cooking, and I fucking hate it so much. Mm. Sorry to cut you off, but it's just I'm so no, passionate fine. about that one. <laughs> I was just trying to like give more ground to the yeah. the, the question itself, and that's it, that's great background. Yeah, yeah. I'm good so so passionate about that one. My mom uh, is a great cook. My mom I, is a great cook. <laughs> I I hate the trope where the entirety of a conflict rests on the conceit that the two people involved just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like I hate in a, in a movie when a problem could be solved by one conversation. Oh, and they just refuse to talk to yeah, each other about when it. It's the just entire like, time. it's just like, I'm just going to assume what this other person is, is thinking. And it's like, just fucking mm. ask them. You know what I mean? Like, stop, stop, Stop having two people being like, I think she's into me. And and the girl's like, I don't think he's into me. And it's like, if they would just <laughs> fucking talk, this whole thing would be uh, a non-issue. Mm-hmm. That, that, you see, uh, Sean... Lack of communication is the, is the trope. Lack of communication. I, I literally read a, a, a Reddit post the other day where it's just like a guy friend-zoned himself because he saw on her Facebook that she liked tall guys and he was only 5'7". He was like, oh, well, she doesn't like me. So he entirely friend-zoned himself just for him to bring it up after she has a boyfriend like years later. And she's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I I waited for you for four years. He's like, but you like tall guys. And she's like, that's not everything. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hate it. I think it's I think it's I think it's lame. Everyone has a cell phone now. You can just text the person. Mm. You don't even have to talk to them. Be like, TTF? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I, I have I have so many that fit this. I have another one that's not as common because it's specifically superhero-based. <laughs> one of mine is kind of similar to that. But it's it's um getting mad at the superhero for not telling you that you're the, that they're the superhero for six seasons or however long you know them because it's to protect their life. Like, uh, yeah, we've talked. You've you've brought that. I've up brought before. it up. I, I it's just I'm like, if 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 t- Tim, if you came to me and said, oh, by the way, I'm Superman, I'd be like, okay, and that's it. I'd be you shocked. See my super wig. <laughs> I, how do you get the that would be the, the, the only the, thing like, that happens little... is Rich would be like alright man it's glued on <laughs> it's rubber cement man that's why it doesn't move honestly Matt I'd probably be checking my phone when he tells me this secret yeah you wouldn't even answer <laughs> exactly because <laughs> that's Rich's go to move when somebody's telling him a piece of life changing news is to look at a phone and be like <sighs> uh huh yep <laughs> Yeah, that is the move. Uh, nobody knows how to. Nobody knows what the cloud is or how to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's mysterious. It's a cloud. Oh my god. Nobody. It's it's just in the cloud. Everybody's everywhere and all encompassing. Like <laughs> we, my, I have a ninety-one-year-old grandmother who's better at computers than I am now. 
uh, it's, <laughs> it is okay to just be like, oh, this is a new piece of technology and people understand it. And that's fine. Yep. Have you overclocked your CPU yet, Matt? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gotta get them frame rapes up, boy. Is that a dual core or a quad core? Fred uh, <laughs> so, uh, Ripper, get the fuck out. Yeah, here we go. It's uncanny how much you sound exactly like Grandma Tony. Uh, if you don't have liquid cooling, your machine is bust. She's constantly she's constantly telling me that my machine is bust. Uh, <laughs> fucking dog water, man. Um, time. So the, the two that made me think of this question, it's funny because they're from two very different things. Um, one, uh, so like, my background show that I've been catching up on is uh, it's a show called The Pretender from like 1996, um, of which I've seen none of those actors in anything else ever. Like this is the only show that I know any of them were in. Uh, and it's on Amazon Prime now. And to finding out there was four seasons already blew my mind. <laughs> um, but so like ideas, super intelligent guy can learn really fast and then like literally pretend to be anybody and everybody like is a doctor based on reading a handful of books and like doing surgery and shit like that. Um, but also had never seen bazooka Joe Bubblegum before and is like fascinated, like super weird shit. Um, but they like the amnesia arc like, like the, in, anytime a show brings in amnesia into an episode or does that kind of episode, it's like, this is terrible. Well, he hit his head. <gasps> no way. Uh, and it's just always a bad episode. It's not good. Ever. And like another show that I really love, um, except it only went one season, uh, John Doe did a similar thing. And it's like, also fucking terrible. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um... And then the other one I had was like in in like animes or superhero shows or movies or anything like that where it's like you when you have a character that can like absorb energy regardless of how strong anybody is or how not strong anybody is the answer to that character is always the same. Well, I'm just going to give them so much that they can't take anymore and then they pass the fuck out or die every single time doesn't matter how oh this guy's just a human he doesn't even know what demons are throw him in a fight with a demon he's just gonna overload it with a spiritual pressure because he's just that good what that doesn't make any fucking sense this infinite being absorbs energy from everything around him. well i'm gonna give him too much he's an infinite being you literally said that like by <laughs> definition that's impossible He's a black hole. Well, I'm going to make that black hole so full it explodes. Infinity's no. still a number. That's, 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 not, that's not how black holes work. This, Look. Like you're just, that's not how this works, but it did for the show. Like it's, it's just it's lazy, if not bad writing, and I can't fucking stand it. He's a black hole. Here's Look. my black Look. shotgun. Yeah. Look, Tim. Power levels can only go over nine thousand. Like any any higher, and it's just it's, they're gonna explode. So, mm -hmm. power scaling is bullshit too. <laughs> what is over nine thousand based off of? That's 
Some saying, some saying bullshit. I'm just saying. Just the level saying. clearly starts somewhere below nine thousand and runs up through and possibly including nine thousand. Uh, and nine thousand, nine thousand is supposed to be unattainable and breaks things when you do that. And yet, so don't. And do yeah, it's a number that they can reach. Yeah. Yeah, but then it goes and breaks. It explodes. But, all, any, but any, also, any other shitty tropes in media, guys? <laughs> God, I'm, I'm ruining. I had a good one, and I can't think of it now. Um, Cloud one's pretty good. Um, precocious little kid teaches adults a lesson. Somehow, mm-hmm. like either, either through through some here to forgotten emotional intelligence. Uh, thing that like teaches the parents like now nah, the kids are generally not as smart as the the people who are older than them like, like little kids like little little kids is what I'm talking about like but if you dead. love them why wouldn't you talk to them yeah ah oh, you're right I love my dad <laughs> I should call them after 30 years of not talking to them yeah fix my entire relationship thanks kid why didn't I think of that thanks little Aiden I uh, yeah I have I have two more one that I hate. And it's metal music equals bad. Because metal is music isn't true? always... It, it is... Anytime, like, a character... Like, I, so, I, I've been re-watching Modern Family. Bad as in evil? Bad as in this person has... Noise pollution. Bad thoughts or uh, unintentional... Or, like... So, basically, I've been re-watching Modern Family. And Mitch and Cal found out in the latest episode that... Uh, Lily likes metal music, and they turn. She doesn't give a fuck about T Swift. Yeah, like, like they turn to each other. It's like she's gonna murder us. It's like metal music equals ill intent and bad. Um, but my favorite is more of like a '90s kids trope that I love, and it's leather jackets evil equal evil. So anytime you see a character wearing a leather jacket, it means they're a bad character. Because like I remember rewatching Power Rangers years ago, and there was an episode where Kimmy and Tommy were turned evil. So they come to school wearing their normal clothes plus a leather jacket, and they were evil. And I was like, I love this. This is the best trope. Is Vulcan Skull wear like leather vests and stuff too, and they're supposed to be like the 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 evil high schoolers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The mean high schoolers. The bullies. Yeah. 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 Correct me if I'm wrong, Charlie. I I swear Bulk wears a leather vest for like a significant portion of that show. Bulk wears a leather leather vest. Skull doesn't, but you're right. They like they they are the, the. protagonists of the high school they're the bullies of the high school um, no. but also for, 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 the, for the metal song with that show specifically in that instance it's like for people who have never listened to metal to listen to that song because i've seen that clip before it's like i would also think that child was going to kill me like that's not that is a real life thing for someone who just doesn't know anything about metal that's less of a trope in a show and more of a just I don't know what this is, and it's screaming. And what's the name of the band? Cannibal Corpse. Like, hmm, okay. (laughs) But like, aborted fetus. What the fuck? Yeah. The one I don't like is um, unrelated. George Corpse Grinder, the singer for Cannibal Corpse, is like the most wholesome man in the world. (laughs) It's always the way it works. Every time. His his Instagram is only him loving his family and winning at claw games. 
That's it. <laughs> well, when you you you, you expunged all your negative what thoughts is his, through your music. His name What's is, his name? His, his name's George Corpse Grinder. George go. Corpse Grinder is that really his like Instagram name or? It's I'm like he sure. doesn't have a neck. It's just his head extends out of his body. The one I don't like is um, anytime there's a popular rapper on any show, they have to give him like a hilarious, like a like a, just an over the top stupid uh, like hip hop name. Like his stage mm-hmm. name is always like, oh, this, is, this guy's number one on SoundCloud. It's little dumbass. Like it's it's always <laughs> you like leave me out of top. this. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, okay. yeah. Big diaper is over here. It's it's, it's just oh, it's funny. <laughs> I don't listen to Cannibal Corpse, but I just follow George Corpse Grinder. <laughs> He's a dope dude. Like, his, I don't really listen. I to can't Cannibal, believe his like, name is Corpse Grinder. I, I, his, what is their songs like? It's like I Come Blood and whatever. Like, it's like I don't like their music. I, it's not. It's just not for me. But like, he as a person seems like a dope dude. But it, yeah. but that is making... that is always how it be. Where like I was just making fun of the fact that he doesn't have a neck, and it, it's just like one solid line between the side of his head and his neck. And in his description, it's just hashtag respect the neck. And it's like, no! Own I can't it. do it. Own it. All right. That's it, guys. We did it. We did it. it. A third episode. We did, we did it. it. We should do this again next time. Much more time. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Tim, what do you think? I guess so. Okie dokie. I, I, I will it. admit, I tried to figure out a question that was non-Tim related after your question, Matt, to be like, mm-hmm. hmm, should I ask a sports question or yeah. something yeah. Tim can't answer? Yeah. Is the Eagles problem oh, coaching or is it just the players? <laughs> I don't know. It looked like Jalen's hand was real fucked up, so I'm just going to go with Jalen. Is this fault? Yeah. Your dislocated mm, finger. No. I can feel Bad that news. still. Showing it to everybody just in a typical oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts way where he's got like no emotion on his face, but he's like, this is bad. That looks bad. Yeah. It's Your fingers probably not good, right, guys? Your fingers are not good. That's no good. I thought I only had high. two knuckles in this finger. Why are there seven? Um, seven or eight or nine or ten. The Bros A podcast. supposed to go that way? Is available on all. <laughs> major podcasting platforms and of course if you want to follow us on social media you can do so uh we're on x at brose underscore podcast facebook at brose podcast or instagram at brose underscore podcast and if you have a question you want us to answer on the air email at the brose questions at gmail.com that's brose questions at gmail.com huge thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling our listener questions to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the, at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook.com or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, it's time for plugs and handles. Rich, we'll start with you. Check me out on, uh, on Twitter at B underscore mm. Walnuts. And then you can watch me play video games Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday on twitch.tv slash walnuts, as well as video game uh, roundtable nerdy talk show uh, podcast where all podcasts are available. How about you, Sean O'Brien? You can find me on X, formerly Twitter, at Hey, it's SOB. And you can find me throwing frisbees at OB Disco. How about you, Tim Hansen? You can find me on Fika Twitter at Tim R. Hansen, probably trying to win some sort of tech or just um, 
I don't know, fucking around screaming into the void. You can follow me on X at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And this week, uh, I will shout out my family. Because at this point, I'll have told everybody of import. Uh, family's getting bigger. Come June. I'm going back on birth to Got kid number two on the way. She is going to be here in wah, 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 wah. It's going to be great. Jordan's excited. She wasn't excited at the beginning because she didn't fully understand. And now she's excited about being a big sister. Uh, it's happening, man. We're doing it. Kid number two on the way. Uh, so shout out to my wife and shout out to my family uh, and shout out to my daughter. Uh, I love them all very much. And I'm, I'm very excited to meet our, our new little girl. Regina. Sorry, man. What were you saying? I was checking my phone. Yeah. You're looking at a pen. Is it, you're looking at your fidget toys. Even worse. Not even an entertainment <laughs> value by looking at a screen. Tisk. Fucking tisk. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. And that's the way the news goes. That's the way the news goes. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everybody. Bye. 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 For Tim Anson, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action News team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all that I'm sorry about being scared. Another fidget thing. This is the thing I used to cut over the bottles. I just click it together. Stereo. I still play with this thing. I did. I did move all my fidget toys because I kept playing with them and they were idiots. I'm sorry, Tess. You're working with me.